There is a battle going on inside of you. That battle will rage today. What is that battle all about? Because it's Black Friday and (laughs) people want to buy stuff? Well, that actually might be part of it, yes. (laughs) We're going to see Paul address that battle going on. I'm really hoping there's a, you know, I I really like to get one of those uh, push-button cappuccino uh, and uh, espresso makers. I'm really hoping we get a really good deal today. Are you actually okay? going to go out on Good Friday? I'm not going to go out shopping. I'm doing that online. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, well, that's no Cyber Monday. I think. Oh, so I wait till so Monday. You got to wait till Monday. But uh, I don't know. With all these places now, yeah. it's like every day, you know? Yeah. All but, right. Well, I'll wait till Monday then. Yes. All right. Galatians chapter five. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And I'll start yeah. reading in verse one. So, so Christ has truly set us free. Make sure that you stay free. Don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. That's such a good verse. Mm hmm. Christ has set us free, but how often do we just hold on to those chains and go back to that which enslaved us? Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. Mm. For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you've been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For we place our faith in Christ Jesus. There is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. It's hmm. an interesting little add on there at the end. Yeah, because that's the two great commandments. Love God and love, love one another. Love yeah. each other. Love others. So You were running the sense. race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like little yeast that spreads to the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. Your brothers and sisters. Now, now I, let me just kind of take a time out there because it says that, you know, confusing you. We should ask ourselves, what is possibly attempting to confuse me? Mm-hmm. from God's word and from following Jesus because it's it's all around us. Yeah. There are great movements, um, seemingly, quote-unquote, great movements all around us. Large movements. Large movements that um, seem so nice and are so popular but are confusing so many. What is possibly confusing you? Because something, you have a target, if you're a follower of Jesus in this world, you have a target on you. That is somebody to confuse. Yeah, and, and the best question to ask is, what's pulling you away? What's pulling you away of just resting in Christ? Yeah. And it could be, you know, there's both the problem of legalism and and also antinomianism. So legalism is attempting to earn our favor with God, which we can't do. We can never yeah. live good enough to earn God's yeah. favor. We can only rest in him. But antinomianism, which which is the saying that uh, no law or no rules or you don't even have to pay attention to something that's sinful or not sinful. Don't worry about sin. And neither one of those are, you know, either one of those are going to take you away being as hyper focused on living a perfect life and feeling as though that God doesn't love you because you've done some things wrong, that legalism will take you away. But also the saying, I don't care, I can do whatever I want and God's going to forgive me anyway, that's also going to take yeah. you wrong. There's a little bit of tension in this, Dad, because, um, you know, when I was in Germany last week, um, I did a message to some pastors and, and they were very kind, but mm-hmm. I had one feedback that said, I don't know, Junior, it just kind of felt like you're really putting pressure on us. He's just talking about... Um, oh, good job then. That's what preaching <laughs> right, is for. Self-leadership. It's very, that's what I said. I was like, is that a compliment? Because I'm taking it that way, but I think you mean it as a critique. But there, there is this movement right now 
and this can confuse many people uh-huh. um, because it's it's starting to get into churches, and that is the whole idea of like you don't have to. I mean, you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself to obey. You're supposed to just rest in rest in Jesus and enjoy His grace and His mercy. Um, which I absolutely, you're supposed to rest in Jesus, but that stirs in you this gratefulness to then follow Jesus even better. Yeah. And so in scripture, Jesus calls his followers, he says, teach them how to obey. Yeah. So there is still this, like, I need to obey. Not you because still it, need I need to do it right. Yeah. Not because I gain salvation through right. this, but because Christ has saved me now I, that stirs in me this desire to obey him. Right. And so there is that tension with that. Um, all right, verse 11 says, Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you might be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> Man, I feel like if we were to say that in a sermon, we'd get some emails. Yeah, well, in fact, the words that he uses there are very crude. Uh, some would say that they order on well i mean they're not the, the kind of words that if we were to use we would be criticized for yes yeah, yeah he's yeah. i mean he's fired up about this yes you want to go at verse 13 sure for you have been called to live in freedom my brothers and sisters but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature so that's the other side of this instead use your freedom to serve one another in love man that that's it right there so he's saying you have been called to freedom but that doesn't mean you have the freedom to just do whatever you want for yourself instead you have this freedom, so love other people with that freedom. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself, which is what Jesus said when he said, what's the first commandment? Love God. The second commandment, love your neighbor. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, that's the legalism and the judgmentalism that always flows from legalism. Beware of destroying one another. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do what is evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you're directed by the spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. So that is the battle that is going on inside of you. And Mm -hmm. you have the flesh that wants to do what you want to do, what feels good, what feels you know right to you in the moment. And then you have your spirit that has a far bigger perspective that um, was often delayed gratification mm-hmm. that is, is warring against your flesh. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, Jealousy. By the way, that word sorcery there, that's uh, the pharmacia is the word. We get our word drug from that. Mm -hmm. Because all of the sorcery in the ancient world was associated with drug use. Um, So mind-bending drug use. Um, Outbursts of anger. Ooh, right in the same list of sorcery, of immorality and drug use. And he's got outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I've told you before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Whew. But the Holy Spirit produces the kind of this kind of fruit in our lives. So he, he he gave this is the fruit of the flesh. Now here's the fruit of the spirit in you: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Yeah, so good. Now, I want to point out there's just one chapter left in Galatians. You're going to finish that tomorrow, and I want to encourage you. In fact, you're going to see that, uh, you know, the eye problem that we talked about. You'll yeah. see it obvious in the next chapter. So make sure you read that tomorrow, tomorrow Saturday, and read that on your own, and you'll be able to understand everything that, that, that's in Galatians 6. But then Sunday, we're going to go back again to Galatians 1 because, as a reminder, especially with these New Testament books, the smaller ones, the Gospels, we tend to go from one Gospel to the next. But we like to repeat these because it's so much better to to read Galatians through twice than to jump right into Ephesians or another New Testament book. By reading Galatians through twice, you're going to learn it a lot more. You learn it more than twice as well. It'll be like four times better yeah. because you're repeating yourself. Well, and That's why we do this. It, right. I've It's that statistic that always bums me out when I hear it, but that somebody is going to hear if you give a sermon, somebody's going to hear about 20% of what you said if they hear it twice. Huh? <laughs> 20%. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go through it again Yeah, we need to. All right. We're over in, uh, Proverbs, in Proverbs 25. 24. Yeah, 24, right? Or, oh, am I on the Today's wrong? the 24th. Uh, is it the 24th today? Okay. Pretty sure it's the 24th. <laughs> So yesterday was Thanksgiving. What was, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. 24th. So we're in Proverbs 24. Then let's look at verse 27. Verse 27 says, develop your business first before building your house. That was kind of a cool verse for me. Uh, when we were, uh, way back when you were just a, a toddler, when we were starting our church. And, you know, I knew it was tough on mom that we we didn't have a place. We we're renting a duplex and didn't have a place. and. You know, I, I remind her, I said, you know, this says in Proverbs here, first develop your business. Let's get this thing going. Let's, let's yeah, get, get a source of income. Established, and then then I promise you, I'll, well, I'll get you in a house. Well, after we got the church started, it was still pretty small. And there wasn't much income. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did is I built a house by myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. Built, we built our house. And it's still standing that's, today. That's still standing today. That's yep. right. Um, yep. I and, drove uh, my girls by it yeah, a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so that. that is an, that is an important thing to remember that you got to get your life going. I think, yeah, I think sometimes we want to have stuff before we want to get our lives established, yeah. get your career going. And then think about the other stuff that you're going to add on to this. Right. Just That's good, right. practical wisdom from Just Proverbs. Smart. All right. Well, here's what's funny, dad. I, I don't think this is on purpose, but you know, it's black Friday today. Mm -hmm. It's national buy nothing day. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. you know, I guess I'm not going to get that cappuccino maker then. <laughs> right. Not today. <laughs> it is insane the amount we like our our consumerism has just skyrocketed with oh. online shopping. Yeah. I was reading an article about how many people, and maybe you're guilty of this because I've been guilty of this, that order something and then forget about it because they order so much and it shows up on their doorstep and it's like Christmas because they're like, what did I order? <laughs> what is in this package? And then you open it like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's. There's it's, somebody uh, that I love very much that happens to her, and I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting that cappuccino maker. Yeah. Was <laughs> it a cappuccino maker? Do you really well, like cappuccino? You know, being in Romania, they, they don't drink, they call our coffee, American coffee, they call it filtered coffee, and it's hard to find. 
So everybody, they, they have espresso. Espresso, cappuccino is really just espresso with milk, uh, froth milk as part of it. Okay. And I guess being there for the week that I was there, I just, I started really liking this stuff. There's so much more flavor to it. Interesting. Uh, stronger, uh, but, um, and and where I was, you know, Adiel, yeah, our, yeah, our yeah. good friend Adiel, he, yeah. he had uh, one of these push button things and, and I thought that is, and it's real. I mean, this is real espresso. It's not a yeah. pod. It's real espresso. Oh, so you want espresso. I said cappuccino. Well, espresso, uh, cappuccino is a form of espresso. Okay. That's my favorite form because I like okay. the froth milk. Is it like espresso. just comes out in the little cups? Well, when you have cappuccino, you can have larger cups. Uh, okay. But yeah, the espresso yeah. is tiny little cups. It's like yeah. you're drinking a shot of whiskey. I don't whiskey like that as much. Like when you and I stayed in Israel together, yeah. we'd always have the espresso in the morning. Because there's an espresso maker right. in the tent that we were in. Yeah. And um, it was just like a tiny little cup. It's like, this is it? I mean, and, <laughs> and it was it was strong, but it was like, I kind of yeah. want like a full cup that I can just kind of sip for. Well, that's what Americano know. is. So Americano is espresso with a lot more hot water in it. Uh, so it's more like a cup of coffee, but it's made out of espresso instead of filtered coffee. Okay. Anyway, not that you any of you wanted to hear <laughs> all this stuff, but. We're just uh, trying just, to distract you from buying something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, make it a good day today. Yeah, have a great weekend. That's right. And we'll see you on Monday. 